it's more than a linear path. It's a prison of endless possibility. Ladies and gents, oh my gosh. It's Watches the Plus, Sam Adams, my favorite beer. Actually, I don't even drink Sam Adams, but you're, you're my favorite guy, so might as well be my favorite beer. And it's me and Moe's. What do we know? I don't drink it, but I cook with it. So that's my, not a it's bad my way sec- to go. My, it's my secret ingredient in my chili, a little little Sam Adams beer. It is more of more that kind of beer, isn't it? It's not really mm-hmm. drinkable. It's more just used for cooking. It makes sense. Like it's like cooking sherry. Mm-hmm. Although I think it. I think it's technically the biggest American-owned brewery right now because Budweiser and all those things are foreign-owned. So number one in America, maybe. You're kidding me? <laughs> no, like because Budweiser is owned by like a German company. I don't know what Coors Light's owned oh, by. Oh no! Well, that's why yeah. tonight I am uh, I I'm going for, to uh, Latrobe, PA, and doing some old number thirty-three uh, Rolling Rock. I'm having a vintage 2001-esque diet cola. <laughs> a 2001 cola doesn't sound like I, – I don't – number one, I think you're BSing me and because I don't think it would last that long. Oh, well, I mean, you know, just because I said I'm having a diet Coke doesn't mean that there's not other things in the glass. Like oh, okay. So there, ice, might, be, there might be – okay. You know, oh, well, it's vintage ice. Condensation. You know, sure, so. sure, sure. Okay. I'm, I'm down with that. Sam, I, I wasn't expecting any news this week. I really wasn't. And then I thought about it and I was like, well, there is actually kind of some bigger news coming out. Like, I don't know if you're a big watcher of this, but however, I found myself tied into it very much like Game of Thrones, which was Handmaid's Tale. I have not yet watched any of season four because you have to be in the right mindset. It is it's it's debilitating to your psyche and to everything that that you hold in in. Um, glimmers of light, it, it tends to squat, squelch that down a little bit, but it is a delightful show, and I mm-hmm. highly recommend it. I need, I need to watch it. I know it's it's acclaimed, and I know the people that watch it love it, and I've always been intrigued. I mean, I like Elizabeth Olsen, or not Elizabeth Olsen, who is the, Elizabeth Moss yeah. is the, well, yes, like one, of the, we'll one of the that. main, yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, Mad Men girl. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I know that she's she's a great actress. You know, she was great in Invisible Man, and I, you know, I just it's I have no excuse. So I've had a year. I've watched so much Top Chef. I could have fixed this Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Although it sounds like maybe not the uplifting thing that would have gotten me you're out of my not, 2020 doldrums. No, no, no. Um, no. You're, 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 it was not the right time for that. Now yeah. is the right time for that. Apparently. Yeah. Um, but you know. The thing maybe, is, maybe our, our our society feels a little less Handmaid's Tale esque enough that I can watch it now. I just know it's that it's possible. Yeah, it's I just know there's possible. something about about the women or a different class or something. So, I, just to make people mad, in the past I've asked, I was like, "Oh, is that 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 show about that perfect future?" Yeah, <laughs> but, but but I haven't seen it yet. So I I, I really it's it's on my it's kind of I I actually do have a spreadsheet of stuff that I want to watch, but little I don't reference it enough. I need to watch it one of these days. So. And apparently, you know, everybody is talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier, which we are not going to talk a bit about because I think you could probably get hours and hours of content about it and hear a bunch of different angles on it. So we are yeah. not talking about that today. We, we're we're doing more TV talk machine after dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did my homework and I watched six episodes of Invis- Invincible. 
Yeah, the only thing I'll say about whole Falcon and Winter Soldier is the neat thing about these shows is about the Monday or Tuesday after they're over, it seems like they let the showrunners off the leash. They get to go talk about it. Yep. So there's plenty of there's plenty of stuff out there. Uh, I know I told you to listen to the watch. Uh, the the showrunner was on there, and I haven't even listened to it yet. So um, you know, there's there's interviews there, but um, yeah, no, I'm. I'm so glad because I've been, I know I've been pumping up Invincible. Um, I was a little late to the party myself. I waited till it was about three or four episodes in to watch it. And it's, it's something that it's easily binged. And it's, uh, how, do you know any other hour long dramatic cartoons? See, I don't, I would assume that, you know, I remember I did an episode with Tony and his, the Batman university stuff. And, <clears throat> That was a full-length movie. I think that was like the, I don't know, Batman Phantom in the Park. I can't remember what it was called. Like Red Phantom. I don't the know. Phantasm, something, I don't something know. Something like that, that sounded like a play. I know there were <laughs> Mask of the of, fa- Mask of the Phantasm, is that I what think, it is? I think that's exactly what it was. Um, but, I mean, that's, that was, a, that was a, a, a movie. So I, I'm assuming, no. I, I'm, I'm assuming that, that there is nothing like this quite like this anyway no i mean we have adult animation it 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 has i heard that somebody from the show worked on on this but it has kind of rick and morty level-esque violence to it and i think that it's very for for a cartoon it's such a grown-up look at superhero stuff like if you were thrown into this world and you've been even though you've been idolizing it your whole life how hard would it be to learn to be a superhero? Like, you know, you have to learn how to catch somebody in the air because you might break their ribs if you catch them too hard and too fast. And mm-hmm. like, you know, you might you might see people's blood splashed on you when the aliens are shooting lasers at you. And like this, the, I think that, that it, it has like the mix of being a teenager growing up and the difficulties of that that you see with like a Spider-Man and a Peter Parker, but then also these adult themes of, Hey, I don't have to write this for Marvel so I can show someone's head get chopped off and how like horrifying that'd be to see and deal with in the moment. And I just, I, I really don't, I'm just going to gush over the show. I, I, well, I, you I know, know. Well, it's funny because, you know, I, when you kind of pitched it out to me, mm-hmm. you said it was very, it was in the vein, not like, but in the vein of a boys. Mm-hmm. And so I took that as, okay, so I'm going to see kind of this, this Justice League thing. I wasn't, and let's go ahead and just blow spoilers because I'm, 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 you know, yeah. this is old enough that I'm, I've, I'm only we don't, episodes in. So we don't do, we don't do sound effects here, but I'll do, I'll do my best, uh, okay. my best approximation of the spoiler. And <laughs> Perfect. So I mean, I mean, it, it's it's the first episode. So yeah, I wasn't expecting the entire Justice League to get just wiped out. <laughs> no, um, I mean it, it's so funny because I, I rewatched the first two episodes today to get ready for this yeah. this show, and you know it's like you kind of get a little glimpse at these heroes, and you're kind of excited, like oh, I want to learn a little bit more about this Justice League, and then they just get wiped out, and you're just and it's weird. I think that you get a kind of ominous omni-man feeling throughout the episode he's kind of a dick you know but you think maybe he's just a tough dad and so it's not super i mean it's surprising but it's not like you can't be like can't be like oh wow this is weird because he was so nice or anything like no he's kind of a dick in the episode and um it's just but it's such a good twist like i just i i like the idea of 
you know, we're going to take these heroes and and just throw them away. Um, we're yep. going to build it. We're going to build them up. And- There's definitely an expendable quality to most of the people in this show, except for the ones that we need to be in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I was okay. So, I, and I actually, I had said this, I remember kind of saying this when I was watching the Batman stuff as well. Being a child of Akira and looking at different animation styles from Japan and just just quality level, even filmation, where they're doing more rotoscoping, I found that the animation quality is less than terrific. Um, in fact, I find it to be almost on par with somebody who was, they were a company that was trying to wheel them out like, 20 minute spots um, and trying to get them out in a week. I mean, it's, mm. it, there's quality there. There's some 3d work that's done. Mm. I would love that season two to go ahead and clean that up a little bit and, and give a little bit more time to the artist's renderings. I think, I think there's, there's some really, there's some really garbage parts and there's some really good, great parts. Yeah. I was a little surprised for something like Amazon where they've got yes. all the money. Yes. That- <clears throat> and it, it didn't bother me that much because I think in animation you do have to give some leeway to things. I mean, your your eyes are supposed to do tricks on you sometimes, but but when it's just a still image going across the screen or it's a still image just getting bigger at you, it's it's a little noticeable. And there was times where I wish I had a little more detail on people's faces to understand what they're thinking. Like there was times where Omni Man somebody would leave the room and he'd kind of look out off of a shoulder and i'm kind of going is he mad is he confused like just a little bit more of that would help um but for the most part i think the action's fun yeah um i totally agree it's it's bloody it's it's, i I think they tried to make it look like the comic book too so that's probably part of it is that they are trying to go for that style and Mm -hmm. i think for the most it's funny how the whole first episode is him trying to figure out what his name is and he wants to be iconic and then you see him in that suit and you go like damn that's a pretty, you know, for creating a new superhero that with a new look and everything, like you did a pretty good job. Like I could see drawing that in my, my, my book when I was uh, in eighth yeah. grade. Yeah. Right. Which is one of the things like that, you know, that drawing, drawing your icon in the margins. Mm-hmm. Um, and God, dang, God dang Robert Kirkman. If that guy isn't prolific, you know, he put this out at the within six months of uh, publishing the walking dead. Really? Yeah. I just heard him on, on on Fat Man Beyond today talking about it. He said he was about to lose his house, so he was just pumping out work. <laughs> now, now, did he do the comic or was this for the show? The comic. He did both the both the Walking Dead comic and the Invincible comic at the same time, like within six months of each other. Holy hell! Yeah, can you imagine that? Well, and and I I don't want to bury the lead too much on this, but like I was pretty flabbergasted with the 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 casting. Oh, I, I this can't. This casting again. is is so deep and rich. Mm-hmm. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, speaking of Rick I, and Morty, I almost think Justin you could, Roiland's in it. Yeah, I almost think you could take the cast and make a live action version oh, of the show. It, it with should it. happen. It should happen. Um, I mean, you know, maybe Stephen Young stretches as a high schooler. You just make him a college student, maybe instead yeah. or something like that. But I mean, Sandra Oh, Jake. We see J.K. Simmons is buff. He already looks like Omni Man in real life when, yeah. when he's trying to be Commissioner Gordon. So, I mean, Zazie Beats as Amber. Okay, you know, Ta- uh, yeah, can, could could happen easily. 
You know, they're, they're Walter Goggins a Cecil. He, you right. can put you can put some some scratches in his face and give. Him I a, can a, barely i I can barely hear Walt Goggins in there, <laughs> and but it's every once in a while when he starts to yell or get a little bit hype, I can hear just a tad bit of his southern draw just pop out just a little bit mm-hmm. just a little bit of that uh uh what was the show that he was i want to say desperado but i know that's uh, not no, justified. Uh, justified justified yeah yeah <laughs> those but, of us who watch uh the righteous gemstones know him as baby billy that's right <laughs> or and sons of anarchy is venus or but I mean, you know, vice principals Mm-hmm. But I mean, Jillian Jacobs is Adam Eve. Um, Zachary Quinto is the robot. I think uh, that's a great cast. J- Jason Manzukas is Rexplode, okay, which is what a great name right there. Rexplode. First off, I cannot stand Jason Manzukas at all. I don't know what it oh, is. I love. I him. know people either either really love him or they're they're in my camp. Um, I, there's something about him. I don't know what it is, but I am there. there something just rubs me really wrong with him. Well, so but, I've, I've seen him do improv live. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan. I, I listen to a few of a few things he's been like, if he he's on the watch occasionally, and I'm always like super excited to listen to him. But I mean, like, like even Mar- Mar- Marishala Ali is that Titan guy. That's in two episodes. John Hamm is in two episodes. Seth oh, wait, who does two John Hamm play? John Hamm plays the, um, white house guard in the very first scene who's like Holy talking about crap. so he's talking about taking his kid to paris yes. and then in the, the, the second episode he's there in paris with his kid and something yep. explodes and his son's dad yeah and then a later episode the son is in it where they're burying they're trying to dig up the immortal's body and those two those two blue twins go like stop them because they're like ah eh, we're, we're here first guys we're we're here for their body oh gotcha yeah okay. so they, but that's what i mean it's just like the fact that john ham's like yeah i'll come i'll come be in one scene of two or of two episodes <laughs> you, you know, know like wait, here's something interesting sam that i i it just occurred to me i maybe mm-hmm. it didn't just occur to me it was actually while i was watching i was like you know i look at a show like this with a deep bench of players both in you know, in casting and on screen. And I wonder why is it that Disney MCU can't get this right? Because, and what I mean by that is you have those, the blue twins, um, the, the clone guy. Yeah. You have all these characters and it seems to be such a conundrum for the MCU to be able to get a storyline out the door with two villains much less having, I don't know, let's call it maybe maybe one major and maybe five minor villains. So I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing is, you haven't gotten to the end. I mean, it's not like they're obviously creating a, a little bit of a universe here because not all of these bad guys are going to be dealt with by the end. Like they even have a little montage at the end that kind of shows you like, Oh, there's a lot of loose ends and things going on that we're going to see here. I mean, I know we're mostly going to talk about the first half of the season because yeah. I'm excited next week for you to finish it and see what happens and everything because it's a very good um, wrap up. I know, but I, I think that's kind of the magic of Amazon too is these eight season episodes to leave you wanting more. Um, you know, I don't know that there'd have been a huge drag if they made a ten and done two more filler episodes with some just capers or something but um i thought this flowed well um 
there wasn't really any episodes where I was like, this is boring. And maybe the Mars episode a little bit. I think that's the last one of the, that's number four. Yeah. Um, that was, that was a weird one that if, if like any episode was like saggy, I would say mm-hmm. it was that one. But at the same time, I was like, there was an element of reality that I couldn't quite get around with the Mars episode because I was like, okay, look, it's going to take you months and you packed a sandwich and apparently you have to hold your breath in space. You know, those kind of things just crop up. Like if, if you say those kind of things early on about going out to space and then you just put a fishbowl on your helmet, on your head, and then go to Mars, like it kind of wrecks things for me a little bit. Cause like you, you tried to ground things and then you, you didn't ground it at all. And I'm willing to accept that it's based in the comic and that maybe that comic was maybe even two or three episodes. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Two or did three see, issues. Did you see that uh, Mark Hamill is in this? Yes, but I don't yeah, know. I think he, I don't know. I who think he is he's yet. the costume guy. Oh my gosh. Is that guy's name art? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is too. I saw that. And then uh, another character actor I really like Clancy Brown plays Damien Darkblood. He's the, the, the best known as the parole officer from Shawshank or not parole yeah. officer, the, uh, the head guard at Shawshank. Yeah. Was I, I was, quick. I was, I was <laughs> flabbergasted um, at that character. Like yeah, I the, really like, it was like, you know, it's got like the, the Hellboy ish feel to it. Like mm-hmm. everybody in here, like even if it's a character like you quite you you can't quite put your finger on or they don't even tell you the name you can kind of qualify it with something you know but they kind of mishmashed it too like uh, the guy that's the immortal is kind of a mix of like captain america wolverine and superman i want to say when you kind of look at his background i mean obviously the one person's very much like wonder woman the batman guy's very much like batman yeah the the green lantern person is very much like green lantern but also kind of has shadow cat kitty pride type powers too you know so i like that they had they played with that it wasn't just a one for one um kind of like adam eve i was like oh she's kind of gene gray but she can also make things with her mind and like so it's kind of like okay we're t- playing with the tropes a little bit but i'm also going to open it up to other things i mean rexplode is just a uh a frat boy gambit kind of thing really yeah, yeah. and but i mean like i love the whole like monster girl thing and they're like it's and it's fun it's just like hey there's kaiju in here there's aliens there's people from different dimensions there's all kinds of shit and they're just I, throwing it all in and just making it their own and i, I, really, I really liked, liked monster girl in mm-hmm. that there were consequences to her power yeah, like I think that's one of the neat things that I always liked about mutants is people that like, they had these powers, but it always kind of seemed to come at a cost. Like, oh, yeah, I can shoot laser beams from my eyes, but I can't control it. So I got to wear these glasses or something like that. Right. So well, I remember her, like, Strike Force Moratory was like that. Like everybody, like basically you would go out on these, you were, you became, it was like the, like, let's call it Space Army. You basically got powers, but it was for a limited time. And at the end of that time, you die. So it was almost like you you're you're basically you're fighting this war, but you you inevitably will die. And it's a horrific death to begin with. But it was a fascinating little comic. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I just then that's the thing, too, is now I'm finding myself now that I'm done with the first season. I'm wondering, am I going to go start reading these comics? Because it's really interesting. And they really uh, he was explaining that the first season's kind of the first 13 episodes or 14 issues. And it's, you know, kind of one of those things where I'm just, 
am I going to go Game of Thrones deep here? Am I going to start like reading the books and <laughs> getting into it? Or do I want to be surprised a year from now and yeah, see, see how I think it that's ends? a mistake. Mm-hmm. I, 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 those will always be there kind of thing. Well, so you might and as- then you end up aligning yourself up with expectations. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not just allow it to be what it is? Uh, well, I, I, uh, I mean, I've, I can't recommend this enough. I mean, I feel like they curse without having it be over the top. It's that it's over true. the top. It's almost over the top violence without over being over the top because I feel like it's really just you know, like I said, it's you know, I love that in that second episode. I mean, love is a strong word to use, but I thought it was very good use of showing how hard it would be to mentally be a superhero in that yeah. second episode when those alien guys are attacking or different dimension or whatever they are. Yeah. And he saves that lady. And but in the process of saving her, he like breaks all her arms and legs and she's got blood all over and she ends up dying. And you know, the, he went into battle in his first time and he, the, all he did was kill a lady trying to save her. And so um, I feel like that's what, if you had to do this shit, that's what it would really be like. Like, like kind of like the boys, like you see the ugly side of this stuff yep. and how hard it would be. And yeah, it's cool to punch the guy and stand over him with the sun at your back and tell him some quip, but it's not all that it's doing this, keeping your identity secret, having a life outside of it, like balancing all of that, keeping your loved ones safe, like all that kind of jazz. Well, yeah, even like the, like even maintaining relationships, I found, you know, even between, um, invincibles or i should say um omni man and his wife (laughs) and the secrets that have to be kept there and just just the strain of it all of like well he went to the whole another dimension and comes out with a beard who knows how long he's been in in this Uh other dimension and comes home just like i mean there's and then with is oh, and when he, re- when he wrecks that planet. Yeah, I mean, I mean just completely. That, that's what made me go, oh, this is like when Rick and Morty, like, level that city. Yeah, yeah they did uh, Pearl Harbor it. Yeah. <laughs> they, per- they did a Pearl Harbor, but they didn't do a 9-11 because they're that's classy. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> too soon for that. Yeah, but, you know, it's just, the, I think that that's where it really, I mean, uh, and it, it keeps, you'll see, I mean, you know, you'll see more. I mean, it keeps, it keeps bringing it up. And, and Kirkman even said on the podcast I listened to that he's like, hey, you got to keep ratcheting it up. And going to the next level, so I think and they know. I think that right there in that statement, I think in in kind of a, a distilled way, is I think what might be missing from some of these MCU shows that we're seeing is that they're scared to keep going up and up. They they they, they do these plateaus and tr- and trying to get there, but they're not willing to take risks. And I think that's where this show potentially now again i haven't seen it all but i have a feeling like they they took very much risks to to, it's like it's like the expanse the expanse shouldn't work on paper it there's too much to it but it it does work and that i mean that's what i'm saying like amazon really does put it in when it when it counts um i do have uh, a side bet with myself that omni man and this whole like, even though the Martians said that they knew that his planet, like, I had this weird feeling like he is not actually from another world. True or false? He is from the planet that he said he's from. Okay. But that's all I'll say. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I don't want to give away what it is, but you know he 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 has a chat with 
Invincible in the finale. To okay. Because I, I figured, on. like, that so, would have been annoying if you got through this season and you just still didn't know why he axed all those people at the end of the episode one. So okay. that's why I don't want to get too much into spoilers for you. Do you have any other predictions that we can all laugh at? That's that we've my seen major one. That I thought, <laughs> I thought that was like he was, that was the fake out. Is it well, basically he was, he was done out of a jar. And mm-hmm. but he kind of concocted this story because it it fit a narrative, a Superman narrative that people would accept. Yeah, no, he's not Homelander. So okay, that's, but but I mean, he he well, you know, he's got some he's got some Homelander tendencies, I guess, you know. But he's not. It's not. He doesn't have Homelander's backstory or anything like that. Like he and he'll like he I said, beats his meat on the top of a skyscraper. Yeah, no, yeah, he he doesn't do that. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he'll 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 tell Mark about what's the real deal in the last episode. So. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, no, I, you know, can't, you know, again, cast great. And even the, even the cheap parts, of the animation really don't take you out of it too much because it's violent. It's bloody. It's, it's, it shows you stuff you don't usually see in animation. So, um, you know, check it out. Uh, I'd like to see what people think about it. Um, and just i would say i'd like to see where it goes from here but i know some people can probably spoil that so we'll, we'll see I'm, I'm excited it's kind of like the boys i'm excited for the next season yeah. which we'll obviously be covering on this show when it comes out uh obviously um yeah. you know speaking of things coming out and things that that may or may not need to be seen so i i've been wanting to see this and you know it was a pandemic movie that was a tough one to find or to be able to go to, which was Tenant, which is now out now on HBO Max. I watched it this afternoon. It was my second time seeing it. And without going too too far down the line, this also involves a little bit of our specialty casting. And I'll and I'll get to that in a second. But I have a feeling I need to watch it a couple more times. When I first watched The Departed, The Departed breaks convention because as basically two protagonists and ag- antagonists at the same time, which technically you can't have, but it, it it works only, but I didn't like it at first on first watch, but second watch, I started to see the really the, the kind of the genius of the departed. And I think that there is that intent. It is hard to watch. The first time you watch it, it is confusing as hell. And I, I was really struck by the major, um, protagonist. And I'm like, who is this guy? Like, why does he look familiar to me? But he's yet completely not familiar to me. Name, name by John David Washington. Now, if I was going to do any kind of recasting for an MCU film, say I had potentially maybe an actor that, that maybe tragically died of colon cancer, I would say that potentially John David Washington could be not only a superior choice, but let me just uh, explain to you why I think that, like, just on a Hollywood royalty level. I'm already, you, I was not, you, you told me you had a stunt casting here. I did yes. not put these two together. Of course you I'm, did. I'm, wearing secret, I'm a, uh, wearing a Wakanda Forever t-shirt as right. we speak. And I'm kind of blown away. Like, take, take me away. I'm, 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 I'm open. I'm ready to hear this. Okay. <laughs> So, Sam, do you know who um, John David Washington's father is? Uh, I do indeed. He's quite the actor, I've heard. Yes. Now, did you know that before, like, I I had brought this up? 
Yeah, no, I knew that. That I I knew that. Well, what have I seen him in? So he was in the the Spike Lee movie I really like about the Ku Klux Klan in Denver. Um, God dang it, um, the Black Klansman. Yeah, Black Klansman. Okay. He's in that. Um, God, I've seen him in other stuff too, and I didn't. I, the other stuff I'd seen him in, I didn't know he was Denzel's son. Until... Yeah, yeah, just not Barry Lead. He's Denzel Washington's son. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, look, I mean, okay. So he was in. In 92, he was in Malcolm X, but I mean, he was a kid. He was in the Book of Eli. Now, that's curious. I don't even remember. Role is unknown, so I don't know who he was in there. Uh, Monsters and Men, Monster, Bobo Evans. Anyway, he doesn't. Oh, you know know where I was introduced to him? And this will uh, laugh because I was talking about uh, football with you earlier. It was Ballers. Ballers is where I was introduced to him. So, And it was kind of one of those things that he played a really good, like, snotty, me first wide receiver uh-huh. that would have that would have a house that his wife didn't know about for parties <laughs> and it was one of those things i think it was when um black Klansman came out that i found out that he was denzel's son and i was like oh it was well, once you hear it and then you look at him you go and see some of his mannerisms you go okay i could see i could see where i could see denzel in there this guy should really be in more stuff and i don't know if it's if it's if he's picky but mm-hmm. watching Tenant again for the second time, I really appreciated him a lot more. And he would be, let's just say, for as in another example, he would be a great if you're if you were going to go with the again the the diversity hire kind of 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 double oh seven. I I I could I could I could use him as that. I can use him in in so many different things, and and I believe he's completely under underutilized. Yeah, I could I could same. I I I, I know that anytime I've challenged friends to a cast the MCU, X Men, Fantastic Four, yada yada, whatever, whatever you want to pick your pick, whatever yeah. kind of thing. I've always tried a way to shove John David Washington in there, and it's actually something that I've noticed is a little embarrassing that you know in this age of diversity, I, you know, one time I just wrote down all my favorite actors that I knew haven't been in the MCU and kind of was trying to zap them into spots. And I went like, I was like, Oh, Sam lists so white. Like let, let's, and I went through and I specifically kind of went and looked through uh, for actors and actresses of color. And then when I did that, I went and like would Google like um, African-American X-Men and it'd be like uh, Bishop. And you're like, wait, no, where's the other ones? And you're like, mm, uh, sink, you know, you're like, wait, you guys don't have that you only have like four black x-men like that's what the heck's going on you know there's storm and you know it's like you kind of realize there's there's a lot of white characters out there so you're just like oh okay well damn it you know there's only so many and you know but that's why i don't really give a shit about oh they changed heimdall to a black guy it's like well uh you got idris so who are you gonna get that's a better actor than that better yeah, you know, like I bet you if they and I bet you if they gave him truth to him, they're like, shit, we wasted Idris on Heimdall. We could have had him for some other, you know, heck, imagine if you could have got him to be Luke Cage or something. Like you would have loved I mean, that. Bring me a little Stringer Bell Luke Cage action. Kind of. <laughs> what, if, what if he was Killmonger? Yeah, I mean, I, that's the thing is that I think that that, that I would take him. And I, I think that he could play a convincing bishop. Like, imagine him being a guy lost in time with his memory scrambled, trying to stop a uh, an assassination from happening. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, or you know, whatever. I, I like I said, I'll 
Cyclops could be black if he wants to be it. Like he, I would, <laughs> I would totally be fine with that. Um, just because I think he's such a good actor and I would love for him to be in something. I don't know what it, I don't know what it is, but sign me up. He, you know, it's almost one of those things where you call him and say, what, what's your favorite character? Who do you yeah. want to be? <laughs> yeah. Well, cause, cause we'll make it happen for you. So you did bring up a little bit of sports talk and uh, I'm not opposed to that at all because um, I'm also, I also like the sports and, you know, I'm a big fan of America's favorite sport, which is wrestling. I didn't know if oh. you knew that. <laughs> Ladies and gents, I, I, I implore him not to talk about this, but he keeps there, bringing no, it up. You, you're not going <laughs> to implore me not to talk I about mean, one, some of my the, favorite things. The NFL draft even had comic book characters on it this week and he still wants to talk about wrestling. I cannot even, I don't even, you showed me videos of basically draft picks that get turned into superheroes. And I don't even understand what I looked at. I, I am the one person in the Venn diagram that is watching the NFL draft and going to comic book movies on opening day. Like, I don't know what specialty people they were trying to get with this. This I mean, it's obviously just Jack Donaghy, 30 Rock Synergy going on of Disney owns ESPN and Disney owns Marvel. So let's say that Trey Lance's looks like Black Panther or something. And let's give these guys all comic book remakes of these top draft picks. And I just, I took videos of it and said it to my friends. I'm just going like, this is for me. And I feel this seems weird. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like I would, I should be nerding out over this and be like, right. Oh my God, this is so awesome. And it just, I honestly, for, for somebody who's been televising the draft for 30, 40 years, I, ESPN is a wreck. Like you, if you follow Twitter, you know, the picks 10 minutes in advance, which is not totally their fault. You know, they got to queue stuff up, but it, it you know, you're not watching what's going on live. They're messing up the 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 graphics on the bottom. It's like, uh, well, what's going on over there? Like, it's, it's, I personally never liked the drafts anyway. Oh, it's it's for nerds. Like the thing is, I yeah. I, I had a I had a point in my life where I was striving to be a GM for like a football or baseball team, like a, more Believe so me, baseball. I fantasy football and I yeah. love it. But oh I yeah, I, 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 really want, I wanted to do that. I wanted to do that as a job though at one point. So like team building and stuff yeah, was yeah, something yeah. I paid I paid a lot of attention to. Like I, I would be the type of person that would have a pretty realistic like, is this a good contract? Is this a bad contract for this team, this player kind of point of view? Because it's something I wanted to do as a career. So like yeah. now I I laugh at that and go like, oh, that sounds like a terrible job. You can keep it for 10 years max. And like almost one time somebody pointed out, they're like, every GM I know is divorced. Like it's not good for your family life. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of one of those like don't don't meet your uh don't your meet heroes. your heroes type of thing so um but you know we still like we, me and my friends have a party we get together for the draft every year so you know it's a it's still a good fun and so did you have to explain to them about superheroes no luckily well i mean they, they were doing that superhero bullshit in the the third day you know that was when i think that's when they're grasping for stuff was, to yeah, show anyways yeah that, that's when you're like oh here's this guy that played on one game last year and he uh has four plays and we have two highlights and you know when, when you're when you're stretching to like talk about some guy in the seventh round that's that's when they come up with the the kitschy kind of stupid stuff like that but even in the first round they had this fake barca lounger out this, this was roger goodell's chair from his yard and i was like get the hell out of here the guy makes 40 million dollars a year he's got that piece of shit chair in his basement i okay whatever yeah i uh, you know it's funny because college football for me I, that and this is why I don't get into the the NFL draft because I don't like college football. 
Because mm-hmm. for me, college football is far too fast, and I like the slowed down pace of, of the NFL. However, the NBA, I can't stand, number one, because I think it's fixed. But the other one is that I like that the that the NCAA college basketball is far and away faster and doesn't seem as lazy. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds crazy, and people probably— Well, college basketball is fun to watch because it's more of a team sport— it's less right. isolation. I'm yes. going to take you one on one. It's more like move the ball, plays, defense. It's yes. it's it is it is a little. And I bit think that's the same way game. with college football. But I just it's too fast for me to keep up with. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I feel I feel you there. No, I I, I totally. I, and that's the funny thing too, as I don't really watch a lot of college football because part of my reason was it was always tough to follow the teams because you never knew who was going to be good from year to year because of players graduating and everything. Yep. And now the pros are kind of the same. They want teams turning around so fast. There's no dynasties anymore. You know, I grew up with the Niners. The Niners won Super Bowls from when I was born to when I was in like 12. And I just, I just always thought that they were going to be the best team ever. And then you don't realize like, Oh, players get old and they retire and stuff. And nowadays if a player has a five-year career, he's a, he's a long veteran. <laughs> well, I'll tell you there, there, there is a sport out there besides baseball where, where a person can actually have a, a, a legitimate career for more than, you know, 20 years. And that is uh sports entertainment called wrestling. And I don't watch WWE cause I, I, I cause I, cause that, that is like, that for me is like the NBA. So I watch AEW and this week on the fifth is blood and guts. And if you have not classy one, the classy one, it, well, it's not the classier one, but like you can get a little bit of juice and you can get, and you get much, much more interesting uh, things happening. And I highly recommend it. Jericho and the inner circle are going to be going against uh, MJF and the, uh, the pinnacle, which is going to be like a, basically a, 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 a five man, like two, two rings, in a cage, it's you know if you ever, ever saw w, WCW Starcade, it's going to be similar to that. Except people are going to they're going to be hurt. There's going to be blood. It's going to be uh, it's going to be very interesting. <laughs> I I guess I'll just go with what my grandma said. If you don't have anything nice, don't say anything at all. <laughs> I, 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 I think I, think I have no think... comment. I remember Chris Jericho. Well, that's the thing that's funny though. I I seem to remember Chris Jericho being a wrestling name from when I was in high school. You so. see? That tells you, you how long how long the careers can be. Although, if the wrestler has taught me anything, it's that these guys are far from having a, a, like a nice yachts just reti- in retirement. That seems like they have to wrestle forever to, <laughs> to stay in the limelight. I'm telling you, I'm just telling you, I think if the pandemic has brought me back to anything, it has brought me back to to wrestling, and and I'm I'm happy about it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm pro COVID because of wrestling. <laughs> how about that pro COVID because of wrestling oh god uh, you did have some some seriously kind of actually kind of groundbreaking news groundbreaking news well it involves our uh, friendly, friendly neighborhood spider-man why am i blanking right now I don't... I don't know why you're blanking i mean i'm serving this up as, as hot as i can that <laughs> maybe disney and a certain oh. Sony yeah, oh, well, I, oh, there it comes. Yeah, I I've, I felt that we were remiss in not mentioning last week. Oh, that was last week? Yeah, oh, it, we, we, it, we, we should have talked about it last week. But since we're all things plus around here, mm-hmm. Disney Plus reached a deal with Sony to bring all of their streaming stuff, all, all the streaming rights to Disney Plus. So now 
the entire MCU will be on there. The spy end of the Spider Verse will be on there, and you know whatever else Sony owns. So, well, I have I heard something about maybe Let There Be Carnage, Venom Two may be coming to Disney Plus. Well, and I, God, I pray that Sony gets their heads out of their asses and just says, Feige, take over this bullshit spidey verse thing that we're making so that we don't get another venom like i just did not like that movie there were a couple of parts that looked good when he was standing still and was big he looked all right but you know he didn't have the the white thing on the chest he's just a big black monster running around in the dark at all times and eddie brock's jumping in the tank eating lobsters and i just i just i didn't i did not like that movie and and say what you like we said say what we want about the marvel movies uh, the worst they've done is like a C plus. And yeah. so, uh, you know, even with these, these TV, TV shows, you know, we weren't probably giving either one of them a pluses, you know, standing ovations all around, but they're still entertaining. They're still look good. They still kind of make sense for the most part, you know, like I know we had a little problem with the, the uh, flag smashers, but other than that, you know, they usually have good villains and good plots and interesting stuff on the screen. So, I just, I'd like, I'd like Mark, I'd like to see Sony just have a little bit more of a partnership to make sure they don't screw this up. Yeah. And kind of Tom Holland's going to look young for 20 years so he can play Spider-Man for another 10 and then you can they, pass it off to Miles Morales. Yeah. I mean, I think you're, I think Miles Morales can't be too far around and I don't want Sony taking that over. I want Marvel to keep it. And I, I think this is a good sign for that. It's it, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's a strike for Disney plus out there to all the streaming services going, Oh, you, you know, you guys thought you had a lot of content. Well, we just made this deal. And I don't know that Sony's necessarily interested in making their own streaming service. I think they've seen that some of these ones out there that with the, with the weird offerings, they, they go, Oh, you can't just jump in there and go, Hey, we have 5% of all the kind of stuff you like. And it's like, well, you're almost better off having all of something. Everybody loves. And well, and like I a, think it's the hard one-stop shop, you know? Yeah. It's, it, you know, when they when especially when Sony was trying to do their streaming stuff, it was basically kind of circled around the PlayStation. And again, if you don't have that six hundred dollar device and then tack on a service on top of that, you know, it starts to it, it just doesn't work well. Um mm. I you know, Venom for all I just give Venom way more latitude than it deserves. And it's funny because we, you know, we've gone to see all these these Marvel movies as a family. My wife checks out literally within five to ten minutes. Venom was that one movie. Don't ask me why, but that one she actually liked a lot. It's it's the most bizarre thing. Can't tell you why. And she's fairly discerning. Like, but for some reason that just seemed to hit her in in on right on on just the right vibration. Mm-hmm. Well, and they have the right. I like the actor. He, I don't mind him being Eddie Brock. And of course, I like um, I like Woody Harrelson. He's played a serial killer before. I think sure. he'll do fine at <laughs> some of the scariest of 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 serial killers. Yeah. So I mean, if this just make it spend the spend the money, make it look good. Um, make get, let Feige do a rewrite or you know proofread a script. Like I, I feel like that's the biggest problem these days. Is that do you think that he has that much gate control? I don't know. I think that if he, 
Let me, let me give a, let me give you a good compare, comparable. Sure. So talking about the NFL draft, I'm a, I was a little I'm a Niners fan. Was a little unsure about what quarterbacks to take. I don't watch enough college football to have too much of an opinion. Sure. So when we took our guy, I was just excited. I was excited. It wasn't the boring the boring guy that wasn't very athletic. I was excited. It was the high ceiling guy. And I found out that part of what their research they did is they sent Frank Gore to videotape and asked us which guy should you pick, and he gave this guy a a number one with a like i don't know why you would trade up for anybody else this is the guy stamp of approval and so i think to me it's like i hear that i go "Ooh, frank gore likes this guy okay i'm I'm excited you now. trust frank gore same thing with Ke- like if frank if kevin feige gives you some notes you're just gonna blow him off <laughs> you know like i feel like he's at a and maybe he doesn't maybe he gets a lot of credit for other things people have done behind the scenes and i'm sure that has happened but he has obviously fostered a creative kind of culture. core yeah, yeah culture that seems to make fun entertaining stuff and yeah. they they have something to say and maybe they don't always do the best at saying it but you know they at least have something to say i mean what what overall um what overall grandiose message did either justice league have <laughs> you know like what what was that trying to talk about society wise or well and I, yeah and i don't know who's in charge of dc and i guess mm-hmm. that goes goes to your point even more like i think about like i go back to the bill burr uh bit where he's like you know steve jobs who cares it's not like mm-hmm. he was the one that was that was trying to and that was building shit he had yeah. people that did it well i think that's the problem with dc is that they have too much of a corporate structure there to is that just because it's-, it's warner well, I think so, because I mean, they even told um, Snyder, it's like, you can't use Green Lantern or whatever. Like, wh- why would you have cared if, if Green Lantern showed up at the end of that stupid Justice League movie? Like, wh- it was all CGI anyways. Why Why would that be a problem for anybody? So, And was it going to be like, Ryan Reynolds? I think they talked about that. They talked about it being Jon Stewart, not the comedian, but the, the character. <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been great. John Stewart. I would accept that. I would accept uh, John that. John Stewart, his, his reappearance for The Daily Show coming to complain to Bruce Wayne about some stuff and say, hey, you, you, your parents didn't like it. Like, right. Kid, you, you did good. I'm going to fly off the planet now. <laughs> John Stewart had a great show on MTV back in the day. I think it was John Stewart show. It was before, yeah, before any of that. It was, it was. I remember he had a, he had a, like a bit called Talk Show John. It was like basically kind of like action figures. It was it was insane, and I I was crying laughing. But I I I had never I've never gone back to try to even find it again. Yeah, no, that's I think talk shows are not exactly rewatchable. Well, stuff, it wasn't. But... It was yeah. You know, I don't know. It was it was like bits and interviews and 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 kind of it was like that. It was that that early early to mid 90s MTV before it turned into we don't play videos anymore and we don't care about music. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I mostly watched MTV for the videos, so I never really I was never like a real because yeah, 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 that's what it was. Music television. Remember, it was mm-hmm. it was all videos. It was it was. And then like there were shows that were dedicated to groups of videos. But yeah, now, like, now uh, it's. Now it's TRL and top 10, 20 and all that kind of stuff. You know, pregnant satanic moms who are underage. It's just funny how much times have changed because it's like there's part of me that misses that. But there's part of me that also realized like, well, I have Spotify and I have Apple Music. Like I can listen to anything I want. And if I wanted to watch the videos, I could watch them on YouTube. 
I could do, you know, it's just the same thing with movies. I, I think it's crazy how we, we all grew up with certain movies that we watched all the time. And partially that's just because that's the videotape you had. And so you watch Shawshank Redemption a hundred times. My first two DVDs were Caddyshack and Shawshank. So I've seen them a zillion times. <laughs> okay. You, you and I were engaged in a conversation prior to, prior to hit and record. And we were talking about like, you know, why is it, it was kind of the question of, and I've, I'm I'm still kind of inside of my beer right now, but um, it was basically why is it that I can engage with shows more than I can get involved in a movie, and I know why that is now because I just spent uh, I don't how long is Tenant? It's at least two hours, two plus hours. See, when we were watching movies, it was we were engaged for no more than probably ninety minutes, and it has gotten denser and longer and still telling us nothing. And so it becomes a two hour waste of time or in the case of maybe even a Snyder cut, almost a four hour, like, okay, I saw a lot of stuff, but there's, there's nothing memorable about it. When, when I used to go to movies, it was, it was not only the experience, but like, I remember like we discussing it and kind of, really kind of like going over it and dissecting it like one dissects Ulysses. Well, you know, I think that if you go back and watch older movies, yes, like it took me a long time to understand like The Godfather because mm -hmm. I'd have to watch it with my dad and he'd have to explain things that were happening on screen because it would tell a lot of things visually without hitting you over the head of it with it. You yeah. know, like where if you, you, it's one of those movies where if you watch it a few more times, you get more out of it. And I think it's because they had that kind of economy of time and economy of screen time, economy of how much time you could film. Uh, the so time they, between edit points. Yeah. So they really did want to take some time to show you like, you know, if they're showing you the house of the Hollywood producer, there's a reason they're showing it to you. Or if they're showing you this horse, there's a reason they're showing it to you. And just, you know, he's like, hey, check out this horse. And then he tells them something. It's partially, well, because the horse's head's going to end up in his bed later. So I think that, you know, and plus like the just little things that you don't understand that are going on that are happening in the background where it's like she's doing the the size thing. And if, if you don't, if you haven't read the book, you don't know that she's talking about Sonny's dick. And like even Tenet, there are elements of that movie that happen within the first, I, I want to say first five minutes that carry over to the very end of the movie. And if you didn't see it, then you, you will not get it. You know, like it just, mm -hmm. it won't trigger into you at all. Now I'm not saying Tenet is the end all be all. I am saying though, that Christopher Nolan is probably one of a very small amount of directors that have enough juice to do what they want to do and to make movies, not the way they used to, but that are actually improving and, and trying to take risks in, in movie making. Even though I know the reviews aren't great and I've heard some stuff making fun of it, I sure. still am intrigued. I, 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 you know, I just still need to watch it because yes. I'm a, I like his stuff. You do. You, um, do. you know, Interstellar is one of my favorite movies. Oh, um, I cry like a baby on that movie. I, I cannot, I, if, if I want, like, uh, look, people who know me know that every once in a while I like to have a good cry. And that's one that will get the waterworks going very quickly. Mm -hmm. So I'm, um, 
I'm in, you know, I, I need to, I need to watch it, but yeah, I, I like that. I feel like he does movies that aren't just a cookie cutter of another movie or just a remake of a book or something like he comes up with some cool original ideas. And so like, why not reward that? Like, I know that that movie would have been much more successful if they didn't shotgun it out in the middle of a pandemic where people yes. were like, do I go see this at the drive-in? Yeah. Like, mm, like, I mean, I don't know if you went to the drive-in over the last year, it's nice to get out of the house, but it's a shitty way to see a movie. <laughs> yeah. You're, well, and, and number one, audio wise, uh, there again, I think, I'd, I'd really like to discuss that would be your homework is to watch Tenet and, okay. and let me and let me know. And I think when you see John David Washington um, doing his thing and I then I then I and I put an incept into your head that he should be the next Chakala, then you would be, say to yourself, yes, you're absolutely right. Okay, that's my homework. Well, I know, I, I know, I told you I was going to do this for uh, this episode, so I, I challenged you to do a sense of anarchy, sense of anarchy MCU casting. So, yes. um, I I went through a little bit. You know, Ryan Hurst was somebody that I was like, God, he's got an interesting face. I'd like to use him in something. Hey, he's but a I, buff guy. He could be. Yeah. He, he could be a cyclops. I yeah, mean, not cyclops, could, but a. Uh, um, God, he, grow, he grows a hell of a beard too. So I mean, yes. he could play a bad guy. I'm not. A, I, I didn't find somebody for him. But he could be Colossus. Yeah, maybe. Although I, I want, I do want a Russian for Colossus. That's the one thing about the X Men is that I do want. You know, I want the Russian guy. Okay. I want Nightcrawler to have the German accent. I okay. want Storm to have the African accent. Like I want, I want to have that international feel to okay. it. I don't don't want it to all just be like, oh, my name's Peter raspy or something like yeah, that yeah. and my grandma came here from russia or okay but, all right so sh- shoot me shoot me some of your 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 tops yeah um theo rossi for Ju- uh, as juice, juice i thought he yeah. i thought he could play a good skin from uh, generation x the guy who has uh the the like extra couple feet of skin and can kind of mr fantastic around okay <laughs> i have to look this guy up so keep going while i look this up um you know, Kim Coates was somebody that was like, God, he's a, he's an interesting actor. I don't know what to use him in, but again, I thought he could play an interesting bad guy, maybe like a Black Tom or something like that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Same with Tommy Flanagan could also be Black Tom Cassidy or oh, geez, um, yeah. maybe maybe an older Banshee, something like that. Um, you know, Charlie Hunnam though is obviously the number one guy you think of for that show, and a lot of people have said Wolverine for him. I don't know. Yikes. I think I think Wolverine. You got to have a guy that can do some acting in that face. You got to have to have a guy that can look like, hey, I look like I'm I would 20, take Ron 30. Perlman doing old Logan. Over yeah, Hunter. yeah, me too. Like I think that you have to have somebody that can, with their face, can look at you and say, my face looks like I'm 25, 30. But if you look into my eyes, I'm 100 years old. I've yeah. lived three lifetimes. I've seen a million people die that yeah. are important to me. I mean, uh, you know, Ron Perlman, easy cable, boom. <laughs> so, um, wow, that would be tremendous. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be a fun cable, but Charlie Hunnam, I still think you could use him. So, like, I was looking around, I was like, I could see him as like a havoc because I, I really like the idea of we get introduced to X-Men and they've been around for a while. Like, I think this whole, they came through a portal or even the whole, like when I saw the snap and, and rocket said that it unleashed a bunch of power over the whole world that, uh, you know, I thought that was a way they could introduce the whole X gene thing, but I still think you've got to have them. You got to have guys that have this, this, this long history. You got to have Wolverine can't be five years of being a mutant. That just doesn't make yeah. sense for his yeah. character. So, I agree. um, 
you know, I think that you have maybe introduced us to like a 30, 40 year old X-Men roster of Cyclops and, and, and X, you know, those kind of guys, like you don't have to get teeny boppers that are going to, you know, you could get somebody that can do it for because you're, you're really only going to do these roles for 10 ish years. Like they're not going to have these characters do it forever. Yeah. And even if you do CGI, you've seen, they can do it forever if they really want to. Yeah. So I, I like a little older version of some of them. So like, I think he could be a cool havoc. Um, no, I'll tell you what, like I, again, I am not overly familiar with Havoc. I only know Havoc in, in certain runs, most notably, and we talked about this earlier, which was, and again, I invested my time into comics based around the art, and that was the Havoc and Wolverine Meltdown four-issue series that was yeah. watercolor from hell. I mean, it was unbelievable artwork. I mean, it was just fantastic, but that that got me interested in Havoc. And I could see, I could easily see Hunnam doing something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, he's a slightly older, slightly younger brother to Cyclops, whatever version you see it. Usually he's younger in the comics, I believe. But, um, or, you know, he could play, a, he could maybe play Cannonball looks wise, but I want Cannonball to have that Southern accent because he's from Kentucky. And so um, I don't know if he's got that in him or not, but, um, you know, I had one other, oh, and, you know, maybe he could play Angel or, AK or yeah, Archangel. Who gives a shit about Angel? I mean, let's be frank. Oh, I don't really care that much about him. But right. if a lot of people have said they want to see that original five on screen, and so I think I think that that would be my my whole thing is that I think a fun way to introduce the X Men and, and their weird world is do kind of giant size X Men number one. You have the original five. They go on a mission that goes south. Cyclops, the only one that gets back. They recruit the new team like Wolverine and Colossus and Nightcrawler and Storm and Thunderbird and Banshee. And then they go back and they rescue the original five. And then all of a sudden you got this super team of, of, of guys that all have to work together with, from all these different places and all these different regions within this school that has other mutants that look up to them as well. So See, I think um, cool if they did that and Alpha Flight together. Yeah, you know, like may, maybe Wolverine comes, he's on loan from Canada to help yeah. them out because he's the he's the one like agent that knows about this weird island that they were on that attacked him. And then I think you have you have Krakoa be the the uh, the bad guy. You have a, a living island be the bad guy. Like other, I mean, I guess they've had that with Ego, the living planet, yeah. but it's still interesting. And when you see what they're doing with Krakoa in the comics now, where it's like they're they're like, um, is that that own... whole is that that whole nonsense I've been seeing? They have their own island or something like well, that. I, I mean, seeing this whole thing uh, transpire where everybody's showing their like fashions for some sort of like party that's coming up in the comics and everybody's going up in arms. Like, why are they doing Why are they all dressed up? And I don't know. Frankly, there's certain amounts of nerd rage that I just like I can't get behind nor like do I care about. Like, it, it's just one of those things. I'm just like, are we really looking at fashion plates and getting mad? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think I followed that one. So yeah, maybe you're better off. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's one of those things where I'm, I'm, I don't need to get the the books month to month. I'm not following what's going on in the comics that closely. If I hear there's a good story going on or something interesting, I'll read about it or I'll, I'll, you know, comicsology or buy it or something like that and read it. You know, like that's, I, you know, if they if they don't like something that's going on, well, you know, don't buy that book and. Be, it's interesting. Be, be pissed real, that you're, yeah, don't, don't, get, you can't read it that month. Like, I used okay, to get real whatever. pissed at people that, like, I remember hearing, like, even people on, you know, on the Incomparable one that they were like, oh, yeah, I just get that, that trade paperback or the, the you know, the graphic novel. I'm like, you know, the thing is, it buying the graphic novel is one thing. I get it. But if you don't buy the issues, 
there is no graphic novel mm. because yeah, that's that's true. And so it's like, yeah, I I get like you cannot get these issues in a monetarily easy way um, now. And so the graphic novel is good for especially stuff that was you know printed in the eighties and nineties. It's just it's harder to get. But if you don't buy the issues now, there you, you're basically you're basically denying those companies with your wallet, and so they have no idea if it actually is worth pursuing and going down don't going down that line that i mean it's one of those weird things when you get older like the economics of things start to make sense and you kind of realize why these comic companies are really going down the shithole mm-hmm. yeah because it's like people are waiting for the the long form version of it when it's like or well, they just don't, they don't know what they want and they, they 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 try to placate to an audience that really doesn't buy comics to begin with mm-hmm. and so then all the the fans that have been around for 30 years are just like, what is this? Don't get no, it. Yeah. I, I feel you there. Cause it's like, I, I just, I can't keep up anymore, but it's, you know, it's, it's a shame because, you know, those individual books are what kind of drives new stories That's and innovation and, stories that were, that were, mm-hmm. that we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Well, my last, my last person that I think we got to get in the MCU from here and this will help transition into next week's casting challenge oh which oh, is my oh. favorite okay okay is my girl kim dickens who we also know from fear the walking dead and also we know from deadwood is calamity or not calamity jane sorry she plays the high-end prostitute lady i can't remember her name <laughs> i'm mad i can't think of her name oh. right now she rolls, yeah. she she helps run the Bella Union with with uh, yes yes, um, yes 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 yeah so I, I honestly I don't have a spot for I think that she again if we're gonna do a more adult grown up original five X Men type of thing maybe she could be a Jean Grey maybe she could be Rogue because she's got a little of that Southern drawl in her kind of thing why can I um, not do a good Rogue. Like Rogue was like one of the one one of the X Men that I really was taken by, mm-hmm. I, not only because like at the time I was probably you know thirteen fourteen year old and I was like boy what if like is there a girl in in this that like like is like like could be my girlfriend Rogue was the <laughs> one that I wanted like she was like that's that that she's the girl for me I I don't know yeah, the one I you can't have because because yeah. you couldn't have her that's no. why you. Maybe, but she was but just like Gambit. Gambit could get all the girls, but he wants he wants the share he can't touch. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, yeah, I, Kim Dickens. I think she's a great <laughs> actress. You know, put her in more stuff. Uh, I I could see her. Like I said, I, I think she'd be an interesting rogue because she could play that. I'm sexy, but I'm also. I'm look, but don't touch. I'm not trying to hurt you. I you know I have a troubled past because I have my boyfriend's psyche from yep. kids stuck in my head and who knows maybe you introduce her as a villain that takes captain marvel's powers from her and puts her in a coma and steals part of her brain and professor x has to be the one that bridges that to get her captain marvel back in the game and get rogue to be go from being a bad person to a good guy kind of thing so um yeah no kim dickens is one i, I was laughing it's like there's people from the mcu in this kenneth Choi who plays uh peter parker's uh principal and was in uh, the howling commandos um is in the, was on the show oh sure 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 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I think those are the big ones. Uh, I, I think that if somebody, somebody was a little more creative, I would like to hear what other people had to say about it, but yeah, I think next week let's go with Deadwood. Let's see. Cause I think there could be some interesting Deadwood ones. And I just want to throw out there already is I mean, everyone's going to have ideas for Ian McShane. And I okay, always thought, so, oh, so let's just be clear. We're taking Deadwood actors and we're putting them in the MCU. Yeah. Right. Okay. We're not we're not wasting them like Hellboy did. We're okay. <laughs> we're gonna use and I think Ian McShane would play a very interesting, you know, couple hundred year old Mr. Sinister. See, I don't know much about Mr. Sinister, except that he looked kind of interesting. Yeah, and I've seen different versions of him. Sometimes he's like uber handsome, sometimes he's a little more uh, he was scientist, in, scientist, yeah, in scientist in his basement kind of thing. Yeah. So you could see him being the scientist in the basement that's been experimenting on people since Jack the Ripper days type of thing. I think Mr. Sinister is supposed to be that kind of old, like whatever type of age. So, um, yeah, but, but I, mean, I also think that you could take, um, kind of like Timothy Oliphant and make him Mr. Sinister at the same time, slick that hair back, give him some white, give him that diamond in the forehead. Yeah, Here's the, here's, <laughs> here's the problem you're getting into with, with Deadwood. And again, I am, I am going to play along with this. I have in notes for as homework. The problem is Timothy Oliphant. If you took him, then I could easily put him in like, just, just on a whim. I could make him um, Cyclops. He'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. He's too old now. He's aged out. So now, yeah. So now, you gotta go Deadwood the movie. You have to remind right. yourself that you're casting from Deadwood the movie, not the TV show. Okay, so they, they they have all aged up a little bit. So it is you're going to have to go a little senior with these guys. Okay, but. so to be clear, are we taking them as they are today, or are we taking them from any point in their lifetime, like? Because I think no, I'm trying to I'm trying to be right about a casting. Let's let's take okay, them as they are today. today. Okay, that's <laughs> yeah. fine. That, I just want to. But I, I know what you mean, though. A, a Seth Bullock from ten years ago or whatever, when Deadwood was coming out, um, would be a totally different casting than you know. And it's not like he's old now, but you can't you can't cast him to be somebody too young. You now. can't make him. Tw- None of these people can play twenty year olds. Mm-hmm. It's just not. We can't. We can't have it. It just it just will not work. Yeah. So, yeah. So I guess for next week, we got that. We've got um, finish up Invincible. We'll let you, we'll get your reactions yes. to the finale and I'll, I'll get to, to spill more about you it. Know, there um, is, there is, we do have stuff coming out for what I used to be excited about May the 4th. Oh yeah. I mean, what, what is that? Oh, is that, that's it's next the bad, week. Bad, huh? yeah, it's, the, it's next. Is week. that coming out one at a, and one well, at a time? The, it, well, let me get, let me remind you May the 4th is the day before May the fifth, blood and guts, AEW. Oh, so that's a Cinco de Mayo special, right correct? There, huh? Correct. You get you get force, <laughs> and then you get real force. Um, but uh, the Bad Batch is coming out on the fourth, apparently. Um, again, not necessarily my cup of tea. I don't. I, I was never part of. Like, I was never really watched the Clone Wars or anything. This look, if it's if it's in. If it's in the same vein as what Mandalorian has done, they could have something really good on their hands. I'm going to I'm going to give it a shot. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm already paying for the service. Uh, and and yeah. by the way, there is another service that's popping out, AMC Plus. See, and that feels like too specialized. I mean, that's I get 9.99 a month. Yeah, and it's nice that you have Walking Dead and Mad Men and that computer show. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I maybe they think they have enough zombies to sell it, but I I don't ten bucks a month for I mean, what else is on there? I I don't know. That's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty rich. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess there's they're going for that specialty. Oh, people that just want to have all the things will subscribe kind of you thing. Know, we and... wanted a la carte. We asked for this. We asked for this 15 years ago. We said, oh, what if we could have a la carte, a la carte TV? Mm-hmm. And here's the problem with it. Because now I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. I already buy, you know, five of these different services. Why can I not bundle them up? And I'm, I'm basically becoming my own Comcast Time Warner all over again. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's nice that you can opt out of stuff like this because that's true. I think that Netflix is always going to be a secondary thing for things. Like, I think that I wouldn't be surprised if it becomes a thing in the future to take a show that maybe is not doing well on your platform and like loan it out to Netflix for six months or a year. And then all of a sudden they get to have Fear the Walking Dead on for a while. And then maybe it boosts it up where people go like, oh, did you know there's a third Walking Dead show on our platform? And they go, oh, maybe I'll maybe I'll check it out. But I will tell you that on a on a on a a technology level, I have noticed a vast difference in quality. uh, From, well, I would say Netflix is probably easily the gold standard in streaming. I have noticed, especially with. HBO Max within the on the first uh, the first 10 or 15 seconds you got where it. it's blurry. Yeah, you got like, it. You got like if it, you watch brother. if you watch John Oliver, it doesn't become HD until the title theme is over. Yep. And it's so weird to me that I'm just like, why does that take that long to like I've even tried pausing it and like thinking, oh, we'll let it buffer. No, nope. nope, doesn't do it. And, and, it's, and it's so Disney weird. Plus has the worst fast forward and rewinding features of of almost any of the services mm-hmm. well yeah and that one's too where i i hate the like i think amazon was the one where i realized uh or no it's hbo max you can't hit like start over so like if you like i was watching a few sopranos today because i wanted to yeah. i just wanted to it was sunday you were having a take, sunday yeah i was taking a nap and wanted something on the tv that didn't Forget have to pay it. attention to right. forgot that there was a giants game on <laughs> and uh it started an episode in the middle because I had obviously bailed on that episode at some point. And I was like, Oh damn it. And I tried to rewind it. I had to literally hold the button down for the well, whole time. When I, when like, I rewatch curb your enthusiasm on first world problems, I know. <laughs> well, and this, this was, a, this was a, uh, an Amazon issue. Amazon has a really poor, like I want to go back and watch this one, but it knows that you've already watched it. So it's trying to g- show you the one that you haven't watched. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. that's not what I'm asking for. Mm-hmm. They all have these weird idiosyncrasies that they, it's like, guys, you got to get a standard going because this is, this is just nonsense. Yeah, no, I think that they should at some point be learning from each other a little bit about what do we have that people like that other places don't have? What do we not have that people wanted? Like, there's no reason for there to be a limitation on rewinding and fast forwarding and stuff like like get with the game it's yeah. <laughs> it's not like dvrs are a new thing or tv watching is a new thing how hard is it to know that someone like even just something like i have youtube tv there's no like last channel like option that like, you have to like hit down down and go to something else like it'd be nice to just hit a button and flip between two ball games or something and whatever without having to like change the thing and then telling it that you want to watch the game live and not taped from the beginning and all that kind of stuff like 
it's funny that there's still some of this stuff. And heck, I, I'm ha- I'm getting issues with YouTube TV right now because they're in a fight with Roku. So I'm getting emails from both YouTube TV and Roku saying like, this other company is being unreasonable and they might take us off the service. <laughs> well, it's funny because I I remember back in the day, this was an Apple TV um, issue. Remember when they had, they had removed YouTube, uh, mm-hmm. the app from, from the Apple, uh, from the actual device. Yeah, no, that was silly. Like, and that, and that was the other thing, like HBO Max didn't even have a deal with either Roku or uh, Amazon uh, fire sticks. And that's like 85% of streaming. And it's yeah. like, how do you launch a streaming service and not have those guys locked in for some sort of deal? So, and I'm kind of curious, like how does Roku make enough money that I buy a, a Roku player one time and it's able to keep paying like a service to have an app on their thing. Like they must not pay that much or something. I don't very interesting. It's definitely like everything's getting turned upside down is how these places make money. And, uh, you know, you do your best to support the artists and see where hopefully the companies will keep doing it. You know, like I like I like that they seem to be taking more chances with these streaming things and they're not they don't seem to be so much like, is this an ABC family show? They're like, no, will this will this be good? Can we put it on our service? Will people watch it? Oh, people are watching it. Let's make more of it. Right. Like, I, I like that. And I like that even Netflix you're seeing seems to be renewing stuff more rather than this whole like you see two seasons of something and then they kick it to the curb. Yeah. Though there is something to knowing when to say when I'm okay with that. I'm okay with putting, putting, putting a show to bed when it needs to be put to bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I've, there's shows that I, you know, shameless is one that I think went on too long. Um, you know, uh, I mean, heck there's, the list goes on the list. So, the list is there. Yeah. I, there's, there's plenty of shows where you, I mean, heck, the office people love the office. I kind of stopped watching after Steve Carell left. And so oh, I just, shame I, on you. Eh, for, but it was Robert it was, California it, was one of the best things about, about that, about that uh, on all levels. But I mean, like, that's the thing is on I, as all much as levels, I, James Spader just decimated <laughs> everything that there was to do about that office. I was a office preacher when it was first on and told people about it, but it's just something about it. Like I'm not as much of it. It's not on my Mount Rushmore the way other shows are. Like I'm, I'm a 30 rock guy, Seinfeld. I like the office is a good show. Um, but to me, is it, it's, slightly better than modern family i'd say you know like it's a good show is long but it went a little too long and but i mean it's it's obviously had like a bigger impact on our culture than most things too like so i i respect it but it's it's not it's not it's not one i've ever gone back and like watched from the beginning though you know who got paid on that ricky gravet he got paid yeah no he's he's got he's 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 got a lot of money he's he's done all right for himself He he got paid Hey, did you ever get a chance to watch that, um, speaking of what's coming up, the um, trailer for that movie, or is it a TV show, a series, uh, Sweet Tooth on Netflix that's coming out? I'm seeing a bunch of ads for it with this little girl with with antlers, and Mm -hmm. I don't know where it comes from, but everybody seems to be like, like hard as a rock about it, and I'm like, what, what? I've never heard of it. I watched the trailer, and one trailer, and I was like... Oh, I'm in. Like when it, June fourth, boom, locking in. Like it's it looks uh, really it interesting. Uh, Netflix. Interesting. Okay. It, it's something along the lines of at some point human animal hybrids start being born. Oh, you so know, they're ba- we're basically being indoctrinated to the things that China's already doing today. I, 
<laughs> and uh, but I, it's, I, it's I, a, I learned this on band, band video. Band. Oh, and, video. and there is there is a virus aspect to it too. They're like nobody's sure what came first, the virus or the hybrids kind of thing. That's that's oh, one of the one of the things I remember from the. But it looks interesting. You know, it's obviously uh, Will Forte. I think is in it. Yeah. Um, you know, I just I. Like I said, one trailer, and I'm like, okay, I I don't want to know any more about this. I'm interested. So I, we're I'll, we're gonna go full QAnon. Oh, well, I I don't know about that. I see that's the thing. I don't know enough about QAnon to know like, oh, is this a thing? I don't like, know if this I, is QAnon stuff. I know that that the whole human animal hybrid has been going on for some time, and that and like they just recently admitted that they were doing it, and apparently it had been been going on for about twenty years now. Oh God! So right. th- this, well. is the, this is the kind of thing that I think about that keeps me up at night. And I can't sleep because I start <laughs> to start thinking like, how am I being manipulated through very, very subtle propaganda, and not even propaganda, just ideas that like, oh, wait, there are things that are being flying around the in the in the air, and they're now they're like actually saying that, well, we don't know what they are, but they are real. I'm like, what? What are you guys doing? <laughs> Just tell oh. us. Don't do this. Don't don't spoon feed us little things. And then, and then, then oh, there it is. See, I just like to tease people that get to a little too scared by stuff. So, I, you know, ever since I got my COVID shot, I like to tell people my 5G service has never been better. So, <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you publicize your vaccine on uh, on social media? Um, I don't think I've done mine yet. I've, I've been posting. Don't do for, it. Don't be that guy. I, well, no, the only reason I've been posting it for my dad's bar, that's everybody fine. that's gotten vaccinated. So like, I, I think I'm out of content besides myself. So I think I'm, I might be up this week. So. No, you don't have to do um, that. Yeah. So sweet tooth, J- sweet tooth, June 4th. I, I don't, don't buy into Moses. Uh, <laughs> conspiracy theories here. We're not, we can't, if we're going to become the next Joe Rogan, we can't do it that way. We can't conspiracy theory our way there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll, 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 have to, we'll have to think about it, boy. If this was on video right now, we would see we would see a certain couple things that just make a whole lot of sense, but we can't talk about right right at this moment. I know, I know. I've talked about us doing this on video, but part of me just is like, eh, it's it's a podcast. We're not ready yet. Let's see. And then, oh, we're getting another DC fandom this year. That's not exciting whatsoever. He just find out what trailers got released the day oh, after uh, i don't i can't believe people watch it to be honest with you it's so ridiculous like I, I can't believe they're actually trying to have a comic con on the thanksgiving weekend this year in person wow <laughs> that's that's nuts i think that dc is the right doing the right thing with the whole fandom we got a new rick and morty trailer this week looks oh awesome my gosh. i have a theory on that here oh yeah ready for this so rick and morty is they're, they're get their their next part of their season coming out, mm-hmm. and there was that that slip of the tongue that said that they basically um, they agreed to do a Christmas special. I have a firm belief that that Christmas special will not come out during Christmas; that it may come out during the summer, just to say that number one that they did it. Mm-hmm. and not to do it when they were expected to do it. Yeah, they they seem to want to really like play fast and loose with the rules. Like it's almost like they just realize we have something popular enough that when we announce we're coming back, our fans will be like fucking finally. Right. <laughs> and who cares? Oh, you guys are going to make us do a Christmas special? Yeah, we're releasing it July 4th. Go it F would yourselves. not surprise like, me. <laughs> In fact, if I'm not mistaken, they had released an episode like out of nowhere during the summer 
a couple of years ago. And when I was doing AV install work, it was like, there's a Rick and Morty that just came out and we were, <clears> we were like flabbergasted. I may be misremembering that, but I'm, I'm well, gonna... they dropped a whole season where like they gave, yeah. no, or it was like, Oh, it was either an episode or a season where they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, it's coming out now. And you're just like, Oh, awesome. Like I, cause I kind of discovered it when there was two seasons out already. And so I buzzed through them. It was like, when's the next one coming out? They're like, we don't know. And I was like, oh. yeah. <laughs> that's the whole reason I follow this stuff is so that I know when the next season is like the whole, like, I think the whole thing that got me into following this tv news was one following budgets on movies to figure out if they were going to make a sequel or not because then i could find out i could realize like oh x-men made a hundred million dollars its first year or its first weekend it's getting a sequel cool um and then the other thing was knowing how long how many episodes there were because it always broke my heart where they're like next week on the season finale and i was like what uh like i I literally had to like count game of thrones episodes so it's like okay we're 50 percent of the way through the season (laughs) now it's funny did you say that invincible actually got um got both two and third a third season so Mm -hmm. it's locked in yeah even on imdb it's got seasons two three listed already so um yeah and i'm sure they got plenty of uh uh plot to burn through i mean well it sounds like they have enough 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 material to do it for sure Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, exciting times. I mean, we got, we've got fun stuff coming up. I mean, uh, two, what are we, two weeks now? We're three weeks from MODOK, I believe. Why is that taking so long? Ah, oh, it's just, who knows? I, you, you, They're going to drop. I, it's not, is, is it going to be well, dropped all I, I think it is. So it'll be hard. I mean, maybe we'll try and slow, we'll slow burn it a little bit and just talk about it a little. Because, I mean, I don't yeah, think, I think that there's going to be any, there's not going to be groundbreaking. Yeah, and they're not gonna it's not like it's gonna have any effect on anything else. It's it's just gonna be fun poking fun at the Marvel yeah. stuff. Like I'm I'm happy that they're finally taking some of their IP and letting you know letting them have an offshoot thing like this. Like why yeah. not have a fun cartoon about it? And like, Modu what? Modoc is 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 a completely ridiculous character with a huge head and tiny little arms. I mean it's almost it's almost silly. And mm-hmm. but like I'm I'm curious more about the character because it was one of those characters that I remember seeing drawings of and I was just like, how is this even like a villain? But like there was something interesting about him. And then mm-hmm. you know then you had the whole Patton Oswalt. You know, it, 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 I'm excited for it. Yeah, I mean John Hamm's Iron Man, sure. Patton Oswalt. Uh, who is it? The the guy Nathan Fillion is Wonder Man. You know, so yeah. I'm I'm all in. I mean, Sam Richardson's a voice in it. He's hilarious to me. Uh, he's from Detroiters, which if you guys haven't seen Detroiters, I recommend highly. I was very bummed it got cut at two seasons, but it's just if you like awkward humor and maybe a little bit of improv, it you know it's a great. It's about two guys that are ad execs in Detroit, and it is just it's got some stuff on it that is just hilarious. And so, did you ever watch Trailer Park Boys? No, I I always thought it looked too goofy for me. I, 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 I tried to watch a couple episodes and I just I know there are there's like a big faction of people that love it. And it's almost mm-hmm. like Sam Hyde. It's like I, I, it's just maybe it's just I'm I'm just not smart enough. I don't know. I don't know. I The only person that's ever recommended to me is one of those people that you when they recommend TV shows to you, you go. That's nice. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll check that out. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it's a, it's like the same person that tells you that the pizza at Seven Eleven is delectable. You just go, okay, I'll, I'll get right on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now that, I, yeah, no, I, I I think that'll be good though. I mean, it's my rule of thumb. John Hamm's in it. 
I just have, what what have you seen John Hamm do that's like the shits, you know? So yeah. I, I think I think there's certain people that when when they're in something, it catches my attention, you know? Because I I've seen John Hamm at stand up shows before where he he was like the interview guest of a mm-hmm. podcast, and then he stuck around to do like a second of improv. Yeah. So like I know he's a pretty funny guy. Like I've seen him on I've I've seen him on Doug Loves Movies or listened to him on Doug Loves Movies back when I listened to that podcast. Yeah. Um, again, I kind of outgrew that one, but, uh, you know, he's a funny dude. You, you could tell he's very thoughtful in the role. Like, I wish he was in more stuff because he's so good. Yeah. And, um, so when he's in something, I, it catches my attention. So even if he's just make cracking Iron Man jokes, it's like, well, how did they either got, they either threw a lot of money at him or it's funny. So yeah, I, he was interested in, in enough that he mm-hmm. thought he could contribute to it. You know, the other thing I wanted to talk about, did you see that there's some intrigue going around about a, perhaps a Party Down revival? Have you ever watched Party Down on, on Showtime? Or no. Stars, actually. Stars okay, is a see, Stars Okay, see, that's show. the problem. Stars is the one service I will not buy. <laughs> I think I only got it when I used to have, like, the all direct TV thing. That makes sense. And it was a show. So like that, that's something I've seen uh, rumors around that they might get that back together. And it's funny because it's like, you know, Adam Scott and Lizzie Kaplan. And, Holy hell. Um, you know, it's a great cast. It's it's one of those casts that you look at and you go. Megan uh, Mullaney? Yeah, Megan Mullally was in it. Um, Jane Lynch was in it. Um, and it's funny. They created that show during the writer's strike. They just like shot it in someone's backyard one day as like a goof. And then they kind of showed it to some people and they were like, OK, we'll give you some money to reshoot this. Um uh, Martin Starr is in it. Um, yeah, you just put the pulling up the list right now. Ken Marino, Ken uh, Jong, yeah, J.K. Simmons, yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of those, like J.K. Simmons, I think, it was, but that's the thing they got. They had great one, one, like every episode was a different party, and so you'd have different people that were like oh, hosting this has the party. A kiss of death on it for me. Who's that? June Diane Raphael. Oh, see, I love. <laughs> I know you do. I know because you like how how did this get made? Well, I, I I don't necessarily love her, but I think she can be a fun a funny actress. Uh, she was good in that Seth Rogen Charlie's Theron movie, um, where she's running for president. She played like the assistant in that. She was pretty good in that. Yeah, she's oh, kind of a, she's kind of a one note actress a little. But this bit is only time. on stars. Well, I'm sure it's on some sort of streaming service now. It was it was look it was on stars. 10 years ago but i think it's totally because it's a show about caterers who are in hollywood but none of them are technically they think of themselves as caterers they're all actors or writers or actresses or comedians or whatever and uh so there's been some there's been some talk about him bringing back because i never understood why they let it lapse i mean i was like guys all these actors are like it's it's funny because like he left to go do parks and rec and dude this is the the dna of many many explosively good mm-hmm. sitcoms yeah like if you look and see who wrote it like i i have a, i think that fred savage had something to do with the show too which uh, people go like fred savage the guy from the wonder years well uh apparently you guys haven't seen the grinder which was one of my one of my i would put that as one of my favorite one season tv shows of all time the grinder with uh, rob lowe and fred savage huh if you only watched the trail, like the trailers, like or the the ads on like TV, you'd go like another dumb, 
premise for a TV show on a network TV show. Like how, like I will never watch this. And then I watched it one time and realized it's kind of a meta show making fun. Like, cause this guy's an actor that goes home to help his family with the law practice after he gets done being an actor as a lawyer. <laughs> so it, it reminds, reminds me of like wet, hot American summer. Yeah, it's got a little bit of that in there, you know, and it and it's great because he's he's trying to help out on cases and Fred Savage plays the actual lawyer and he's just like, "What do you think you're doing? Like, you can't just come in here and say your catchphrase and fix everything, but yet he does." <laughs> and he's like, and it, but it's it really is making fun of like TV shows and how they're marketed and it's it's got a lot of in jokes that I think that especially people that listen to podcasts like this and like talking about structures of shows and stuff yeah i i put the grinder right up there with uh a lot of shit like i didn't think it was going to get renewed it was pretty silly i don't think it ever got good ratings but it's one of those shows that i have i have it on my plex you know gotcha. <laughs> so it's it's a it's a good it's, if you're okay, looking so for something goofy, i'm gonna watch it yeah yeah boom i got you got your okay. you got access so okay. yeah check it out it's 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 definitely like light and not you know, make you think too hard. And it's, but, you know, it's also a fun little family comedy about the crazy uncle that comes to stay. And he's given the, he's given the, the, the preteen and teenagers bad advice that maybe isn't bad advice, but it's not the advice you want as a parent <laughs> kind of thing. And especially from a, a movie star or TV star who's uh, out of touch uh -huh. with reality and uh -huh. doesn't know how things really work. <laughs> But yeah, but if you look at that party down, a lot of comedies have kind of branched off from those I would actors. Imagine, I mean, and, yeah, you've got like DNA that's all over the place. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So yeah, so I I highly recommend. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I you know I, I really want to watch what we do in the shadows. I've been oh, kind of I've been hearing, gotta get into that. You yeah, gotta. I know. I've heard something about a third season. It's coming back. Yeah, I know. There's. There's no way it's not. I mean, I think that probably everything is six months behind, if not more, due to COVID, you'd have to imagine. So, but now this exactly is all Ta Taika Waititi stuff. Mm hmm. Okay. I imagine he's pretty busy. I, 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 that's I'm wondering, like, how, how is he have the time? How does he have the time to do this? Yeah. Cause they're shooting Thor 4 right now. Yeah. So, I, I mean, but I mean, I also don't know if he, I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, right here from uh, Bleeding Cool, uh, what we do in the shadows drives stake into heart of season three film filming. So, um, you know, maybe maybe they had to take a little wrap here for a little bit. Um, I hate to read something on here, but um, what well, there yeah, are YouTubers that literally make hundreds of thousands of dollars literally reading websites. Yeah. Oh, you know what it is? Is they 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 posted a picture of a rap thing and that they're done filming. So they're they filmed season three then. Okay. So yeah. So you got to have to look forward to. So maybe you know what it is. Is once you start seeing, I think it's one of those things that now that you know you want to watch it. Once you start seeing the ads for season three, you'll be like, okay, come on, let's let's buckle up. And that's what it seems like anyway to me. Yeah. No. That's that's one that uh targeted uh, advertising. It's great. Conspiracy? And, uh, maybe. Well, I mean, and like you get to get, you get to get, you have your, you have so much on your plate. You haven't been introduced to Jackie Daytona yet. Oh God. It's you yeah, haven't, it you, nothing to me. You haven't met Mark Hamill, the vampire. Like it's just, it's uh, oh, chef's kiss as they uh, say on the fat man beyond there. <laughs> so 
No, yeah, a lot to look forward to. It's funny because we, you know, we we've scheduled out some of the things we want to talk on the podcast from week to week, and it's you know sometimes it can be a little scary going like, oh, what's coming out? But you know, as things are rolling out now, it's like, oh, Rick and Morty's coming back, and we're going to get this uh, Sweet Tooth movie, and we've got Modoc. Like, there's a lot, there's a lot of fun stuff that we got to cover back, you know, before we even get to Loki in June. So it's there's plenty on the horizon, and we'll, so, we'll, so we'll keep trying there, to. There's other things other than MCU. Uh superhero talk yeah as much as i love that shit i mean we're gonna we're gonna get loki in a month and a half so i can take a little break of that and keep well you know and that's the other thing is like uh, what we do in the shadows for sure on hulu i know that for sure so um maybe come back and try and come up with some other uh you know i'll 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 do some research and find out (laughs) what service the grinder is on I think I think that that might be Fox, which is owned by Disney, which is owns Hulu. So I probably on Hulu, but Hulu's also weird where they don't always have every season of things and things kind of come off and come on. Like, well, I have that's funny you mentioned that. I don't know if they got some sort of deal with True TV. I know we've talked about this before. And folks, if you've if you've if you hung out this long, then hang out a little bit longer. But um, (laughs) in Practical Jokers. Every single episode, episodes I've never even seen before, are on HBO Max now. And they used to be all on Hulu Plus. I mean, I used to be able to get everything. Now, I like I literally watched my list of Impractical Jokers on Hulu vanish. Just poof. Gone. See, and like like I said about earlier about loan and shows, I wonder if that's something and maybe it's something where it's like Hulu had the rights to it but didn't own it and now the people that Somebody. own it have put it over to HBO Max, maybe HBO Max, you know, cuz I think there's a lot of that going on where like I was just hearing about something that's going to be leaving Netflix soon that somebody owns. I can't remember. Maybe it's How I Met Your Mother or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um that like they're going to be losing the rights to it soon. And I just don't, yeah, I don't know how much, I, I think there might be some of that where some, maybe eventually they're going to be like, hey, Hulu's too grown up for this. And you have more of a teenage young audience that likes this kind of humor. Like, why don't we move this over? I think there might be some of that in the future where we kind of get a little more specialized, like Netflix is more everything. Disney is more action, adventure, sci-fi kind of like it's, Disney seems to be kind of turning into the sci-fi channel. If you think about it, you know, Star Wars, Marvel, that that's where all their their big money is. They don't they're not making any Mickey Mouse cartoons right now. That and Pixar, which seems like a missed opportunity for them to be making shorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that I think that if nothing else, shorts should be a great because people not a lot of people watch them so like why not invest a little bit of money into those and maybe spawn other new original ideas out of it yeah totally so mm-hmm. so fun times in the streaming world guys there's it's as confusing as ever there's amc plus for some reason we're probably <laughs> one, we probably won't have very many thoughts on the the capabilities of that platform because i don't see any of us showing up 10 bucks a month for that bad no boy. that's gonna have to get absorbed yeah, I mean, I uh, I have the DVDs of Mad Men. I I'm good, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen as much about about as much Walking Dead as I need to see. I'm but maybe in 4K. Maybe I'll watch the the movies about Rick, but I don't even know if those are still a thing. I mean, they announced that what a year or two ago. I, and I don't know. have you heard us? have you heard a thing about the cameras being turned on or nothing? like no? Like I don't I don't even think they know what they're doing. It's 
I think it's kind of like Robert Kirkwood. He just had this super successful comic book and then eventually they're just going to end it. (laughs) There's no, there's no magical ending that you're going to get to. It's not, it's not going to be as rewarding as eight years of game of Thrones where you get to the end and you're really like, "Mm, there we go. Stick the land. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I do that to to, to piss off my game of Thrones brothers. Especially the book readers. I know that they can't, they can't let it go. They just can't. (laughs) I love that uh, them putting the stuff on YouTube had people thinking, oh, I think they reshot the season and fixed it. It's like, no, no, no we're not going to get a Snyder cut for everything we didn't like. No, people. they all it's made not... millions. They're, they're done. They're yeah. Done. They're and sipping my ties. We, <laughs> Sam, we've made our millions. So, you know, we've got to end the show for this week and then come back next week for uh, we're going to make another million. Yep. So hit us up on the Twitters. Let us know what you think, who you, who you, who from Sons of Anarchy did we miss that you'd put in the MCU Deadwood next week. Let us know who your who guys are. Stunt cast. Who are you mad that, who are you mad at during uh, the NFL draft? Did Todd McShay have weird uh, tennis shoes on with his suit? You know, <laughs> whatever thoughts you got, drop them at us. Send the wrestling ones to Mo's. I, I, I'll just say no comment. If you ask me anything, I, yeah. the only thing I know is that the rock got famous by having a cool eyebrow and, I, I I still love him. It's WWF. <laughs> I don't. We're not talking about WWF right now, even though Stone Cold is the man. But that's it's, just a whole other thing. It's all pretend to me, Mo's. That's something. All right, folks. This is the kayfabe, and it's time to go. So we will talk at you very, very soon. Bye, everybody. Good. <laughs>